0: The Two Apples by James Edmund Dunning This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Read by Dale Grothman The Two Apples by James Edmund Dunning When the morning of the sixteenth day broke out from the gray battlements of the Easterd, only two live men remained on the raft which more than two weeks before had left the splittered sides of the barkentine. Besides there was one dead man And his body counted three out of the dozen who had clung to the raft Until ten starved to death because they could not live on red apples and brine Zardak roused as much as a man can when every morning he wakens less and less until some day he does not waken at all Jeems lay staring at the Sun as at a stranger's face Turn out Jeems said Zardak when he had worked some life back into his thickening tongue till we put him over They rolled the body into the sea with no words or ceremonials to mark the end except that Jeems when some part of the splash stung his face Struck off the drops with trembling horrified hands Two apples left said Zardok not in any tentative sounding of possibilities But with finality forced home by a fact so plain and near as to render evasion needless One for today said James the the other one for tomorrow the last one for tomorrow, returned Zardak, bold as ever. Let us wait as long as we can before breakfast. The raft drifted many hours, following the sun around the fatal empty bowl. James broke that vast silence. Zardak, I must eat something. My head is, you know, my head. So does mine, said Zardak. Cut the first apple in two It takes so little to satisfy when one is starving and that little goes so very fast When Zardak put his furry teeth into half the apple It was as if he had not tasted such since he left Cape Cod a dozen years before His mind strained with a long Unrealized hope forgot the timbers on which his bent muscles clung and went back to an orchard he had known where such apples always grew the cool air from the shadows underneath the tree rows seemed interlaid with waves of heat and the lovely odors of the sunlit seaside farm that long slope from the meadowland up up and up beneath the slant uncertain fence to where the white topsides of the houses were vividly set off in green Till Zardak came to himself and understood that the smell was only the damp breath of the Atlantic And the heat the plunging agony that flowed from his own tense heart The first Apple was gone The two men's eyes conversed in brief then Zardak said I'm going to sleep again if it is sleep Anyway, I'm tired Can you stay up a while? It's my trick consented Jeems. Neither spoke of the approaching end But when they sat staring at each other a time For madmen's minds move with but a mock agility Zardak said Put the second Apple under the tin cup in the middle of the raft and keep it there When the Apple was safe Zardak held out his right hand Until I wake James he said It is safe. There was the answer And Zardak laid down on the soggy timbers Satisfied with faith in the honor of his starving mate To James who watched the sea looked as never in his life before For years he had enslaved it as a tough Mount Desert Fisher boy he had bound it to his childish will, and in many later years afloat had thrown back its innumerable challenges with all contempt until the last time. In sailors' lives, birth and the marriage day bow down to the last time. It always comes, when fortune or the years have made them blindly bold. His courage fled before the onslaught of these terrible seas which high above the level of his blurring eyes Swept up in the tortuous parade as if death Maddened his victims by passing his grand divisions in review Besides the pain of hunger so outgrew all reason It cut through the man's thin body like the blade of a great and sudden sorrow in one's heart through and through ever returning never going a greater sea than the others rolled underneath the raft and shook the loose boards so that the tin dipper rolled on its inverted rim and then fell tinkling back again Jeems crawled to where he could lift the dipper and see beneath the second Apple lay secure it's plump sides a shocking contrast to the terrors of the raft James looked hard a Cruel pain shot from his throat to his heels in a tearing red-hot spinal The first Apple had so cooled his mouth Water began to run off James chin if he could only run his fingers down those rounding sides Maybe they would catch some of the orchard smell James clapped the dipper down with a sudden muscular fury and Kicked Zardok into sense with such vigor that he fell exhausted from the effort I was so lonesome. I thought I might go off. He explained adding Zardok, what's your family Five and the wife God help him Said Zardok not dramatically either, but just dully as if it was what his mind had grown to know very much better than anything else Have you? No said jeems years ago. I called on a pretty girl over at Sumsville, but nothing came of it Just as well now said Zardok coldly adding half in dream i recollect them somesville girls was pretty Lizbeth came from there who said jeems Elizabeth, the wife why she was your sister jeems so she was i forgot many madmen speak in the past tense at the stage where they seem to look back on their proper selves the sun neared the west Lie down again," said Jeems. "I'll watch. Any sail that time before? No sails, Ardok. The wind dropped near night, and Jeems lay on the raft with eyes that glowed back the red reflection of the setting sun. As it moved toward the liquid line of sea, its brilliance fell into the smouldering of the cloud, through which its sides shone with a softened. Satin polish, of the second apple, as James last saw it. The thought struck him in the middle of his heart, which began leaping as when, at nineteen, a girl's smooth fingers lingered on his own. He hungered for the sight of the second apple, as for nothing else in the whole world before. He wished the raft might roll so violently as to throw off the dipper and then before he realized his own foot had kicked it into the ocean and the apple smiled before him securely laid between two great planks at the bottom of the raft Zardok slept jeems was alone with the second apple he looked at it between caked lids and let his eyes rove over and over its rare beauties for the first time since he was born his whole being the knotted body whose abundant energies had been quite absorbed by the arduous doing of his roving life and the big heart of him where the rich red of the blood was pent and packed with never a bit of outlet for relief thrilled with the keen delicious mystery of desire his meager lips cracked like a snakeskin repeated in monotone as if to hold his conscience under some mesmeric charm i must i must the mere thought of the cold heart of the fruit made his pulse spring as if whipped to imagine the exquisite satisfaction which would follow his teeth as they sank slowly slowly Sank further and further through those moistening walls until at the very acme of delight they met Christ He was on it in an instant Holding it with both hands and not lifting it But just putting his face down and keeping it so in a passionate embrace He would eat if he died for it. He must Lisbeth it was Zardok dreaming. Lisbeth, good old girl, good girl. Bye bye home at sundown. Good old good Ah The voice fell away in an idiotic sigh. Jeems sprang to his feet and stood swaying with the raft, the image of his sister in his eyes. Off east where the gray shades grew. He saw her walking on the sea, her long hair blown before, like a cloud of jet-black flame, and her face all lovely. Lisbeth Jim spread his arms, but she did not see him, for she looked at Zardok, as he lay there at her brother's feet, and her eyes rained love, which calmed the sea like oil. And then jeems saw himself as if from far Lisbeth he cried, but she did not hear so he held his two arms up toward the sky and whispered God 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 Forgive James Harbit the wicked sinner and take him his voice sank to a low inhuman key and lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil for thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever o god and with arms still raised in suppliance for his great unselfish soul he sprang out backward to the darkening sea the end of the two apples by james edmund dunning